Hello, listener. You tuned in to another Say Point session. It's your host, Dan. And your co-host, Antonio. And we made it to the end of 2022, folks. That means it's time to do another top five games of the year list. These are always fun because, like, I get to, like, look through the list of everything that released. And then I realize, man, I have not played a lot of games that have released in 2022. Dude, you are not, I, you're not alone because I think I might always have enough for 10. When I actually looked at the amount of games I played and the amount of games I finished, it narrows <laughs> it down to like five. I have, I have, I have seven uh, that I started and finished in 2022 that were released in 2022 and mm-hmm. one extra one that I can't really do because I'm still technically playing it. I, I, I break that rule once. Mm-hmm. on my list because but i have a great defense for it of course so, and I, I i'm i think i know which one it is but yeah i think i think you're not gonna know what it is so uh welcome to our year end special it's gonna be the last episode of the year after this we're gonna take our usual holiday break we'll probably be back mid-january ish well depending on if anything happens by then but let's not beat around the bush as always we are gonna start off with our honorable mentions we actually have both of us actually have two so here's how gonna work we're gonna start off with our honorable mentions and then right before we hit our number one, we'll do our last honorable mention, just so no everyone's clear about that. Yep. All right. So my first honorable mention is gonna be a Plague Tale Requiem. Oh, that's uh, that's the second Plague Tale, right? Because the first one was. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. The sequel to my surprise number one game of I want to say like 2019. Hmm. And again, the only reason why this didn't make top five is because I didn't finish it a, a lot of other games came out when it came out and unfortunately it didn't uh it just wasn't happening and i can't in good conscience like say i put on a list when i don't even have like maybe a tenth of the way in yeah like, honestly i feel that way with a couple of the games that i've just played in general this year mm-hmm. of like i was excited for x game to come out completely forgetting that y game came out like a week later and then all of a sudden it just gets completely overshadowed mm-hmm. but uh not to spend too much time in it but it is a still a fantastic sequel great music great views beautiful visuals great performances i'm sure i'm gonna like it as more as i've got a chance to play it off on my own time but just again by virtue of not being able to have enough time with it it stays on honorable mentions honestly fair enough yep what about you man uh, for me, I'm going to start off with the tried and true uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. I know Monster Hunter Rise came <laughs> out before 2022, but technically Sunbreak came out during 2022 and it mm. has a completely different gameplay loop. All right. Instead of just hunting monsters to get weapons to find to hunt new monsters, now you hunt monsters that are afflicted to get weapons that are afflicted to hunt bigger monsters that are afflicted. It's di- it's completely different, and that's why I've now have thirteen hundred hours put into that game. Dear God, but it's... because it's DLC, that's why it's an honorable mention. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it's it's it is technically DLC, but like the story, the the new challenges, the new monsters yeah. that they've released, it's just. The I joke, but like the gameplay loop is different. They've added a lot of like quality of life features and stuff, and just it feels better than ever. And I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't at least give it a bit of a shout out, uh, yeah, especially the with DLC. 
to your like number one game of last year. So pretty much, uh, and and you know, extra shout out to Rise coming out for many different platforms, including Xbox Game Pass. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sad that it's not crossplay or cross save or anything like that, but hey, if it gets people into the Monhun game, mm-hmm. there you go. All right. All right, so let's start our top five list proper. So for my number five, this one's probably going to be a mo- my most out there pick, but I was actually surprised at how much time I sunk onto this game. I'm actually looking at the Steam page right now for it. I'm just going to, for curiosity's sake, to see how much time I spent on it. I spent about, oh, 50 hours on this game. That was This was like a good chunk of my summer. And that is WWE 2K22. What? What? <laughs> um, excuse, excuse, what? This is Out probably the only time WWE with a steel chair. That's literally what you did. You literally did. I never have taken you for a WWE fan. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, so this is probably going to be the only time you hear 2K come up on a top top five list for this podcast. But I'm full full confession here, guys. I am actually a huge wrestling fan. Always have been, and just recently, I just really fell back in love with it. And you know, I, I decided, and people have been talking about how this one's like a good one after like the train wreck that was like WWE 2K20. The bar's really low. <laughs> yes, it's yes, like, it is. It's like it's like fucking. It's like it's like okay. I'm gonna ca- I'm gonna catch some flack for this, all right? But it's like Sonic Frontiers, all right? Yes, it's an above Woo! average game for a, a a franchise that has had a lot of fucking mid to low mids. Okay. Okay. So yes, I will actually. I'm not gonna argue that it's probably an above average game because of the previous generations. That being said, the, it the gameplay like they revamped it to actually be a bit less realistic, which a lot of people hated the last couple of games. It's a little bit more arcadey. Um, the presentation is fantastic. Um, the GM mode, which finally came back after because so many people love that mode and i tried it about a bit and i I see the appeal of like running your own show um so i'm glad that's back uh the sheer amount of customizability um and again surprisingly like the actual single player content where you create your own character do some dumb stories it's engaging it's dumb fun if you're a wrestling fan you're gonna enjoy it no matter what Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you you go in here because you're a wrestling fan. If you're not a wrestling fan, you're probably not going to give this the light of day. And fine, you're not you're not looking for some like Shakespearean like epic tale of swords and sorcery. You're you're it, it, it's one of those games where it feels like you're here for one reason and one reason only, and we know exactly what it is, and we're going to give it to you. And this time, we're going to give it to you with very little glitches. Yeah, you're just a, it's it's for the marks. That's all it is. Um, that being said, it's not perfect by any means. Like, you can tell, like, some of the people that they got to voice themselves in this game were done during pandemic because they have shitty, shitty microphones. <laughs> like, it feels like they were recording this on their phone in their car in their garage. Just like, they're, on, they're, 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 they're on their way, like, being chauffeured to the show. Like, oh, yeah, I can, I can totally, I can totally, I got this. Yeah. And did it in one take. Mm-hmm. First of all, because they can't be bothered. So uh, that, but there, there was a cheesy fun to that. You kind of enjoy the jankiness of it. Um, the, while the glitches, while it wasn't as much as like previous games, there are some that still are pretty damn funny. Like ladders, for some reason, are just the bane of any wrestling game's existence, no matter what. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh huh. But then, then again, 
it's it's dumb mindless fun that i surprisingly got my good like time in got my money's worth and you know what I, it's gonna make me give a second glance to when 23 comes out because oh actually there's one thing i want to mention here back in, when the game started like it was a fun time of going through the roster and saying and looking playing the game of who's not with the company anymore and when it's like a good 40 percent you have to have to laugh about that. Okay, so that's that's my number five. I'm, I'm, I, that's my shocker. That's my steel chair of this top ten list, or top five list. Blessed though, like like yes. at the end of the day, it's your top time. It's your yep. list for a reason. Yeah. Embrace yep. that. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. Let's put your number five. All right. Uh, it's it's funny. So I so I listed out like all of the games that I played, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm sitting here racking my brain, like, what the hell am I going to do for my top? I I was ready to spend like an hour on like ordering this list. Uh, it took me five minutes. Oh, it was yeah. shockingly quick. After like I just sat down and like was like, okay, hold on. Here's the criteria I'm gonna use. Um, so I'll, I'll explain everything a little bit. Uh, my top, my my number five, which may come as a bit of a shocker considering how much time I have also put into this game, Splatoon Three. That's really that's only made top five. That that is my number. five. Five game, the game probably I think the most popular game on my stream right now. Uh, wow, a game that has definitely helped me connect with a with a new community. Uh, and and it it's in terms of uh, the main metric that I use for this one are games that like impacted me. Like, what impact okay. did this game have on me as a player, as a as a streamer, as just somebody who enjoys being entertained in this way and splatoon 3 is absolutely a great fucking game it is so good the the Mm -hmm. weapon balancing is nice the new stages are great the story was absolutely compelling um splatfests are fun big run is great big run being 24 7 now instead of locked to a certain x amount of time is probably one of the best things for it to happen however at the end of the day it's just like it's like Splatoon 2, but just more of it, just better, okay. just, just new functionalities, new quality of life, new everything, new like new story and stuff. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you're inking turf, you're controlling the zones, you're getting on the tower, you're doing your standard team shooter shenanigans. It's it's just a new and improved version of it. The impact that I that it's had on me has pretty much been the same. The biggest impact it's had is like getting me getting more comfortable you know streaming as like a multiplayer sort of thing and getting into more like interactions that way and that's that's fine and all but compared to the other four games on this list it it it's just it's literally the baseline of wow game good i have fun with it that's it okay i mean i if I have to say, like, if that made your number five, like, you, the bar is super high in this case. I, I was, for, for, for somebody who's only had like five or six games on his list, I, I, once I like locked in on games that impacted me, I'm like, no, there's, there is an order for this and it is very obvious. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so let's move on to our number four. And my number four game shouldn't really come as any surprise considering my love of like Mario and my love of XCOM. And that's Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Yeah! Yeah, you, you guys saw this coming. So um, this was a great sequel. It improves upon everything on the original. It refreshes the gameplay just enough so it didn't feel like a retread of the first one. The new characters are fantastic to play. Justice for Yoshi. That's all I'm going to say. I hope they get rid of Yoshi. Um, but having a rabbit Rosalina is a fair trade because she is just fantastic. Um, the fact that they have these rabbits' voice. They're, the voice lines in this was a, was a surprising but a pleasant one. Like, I, I didn't expect... Like to give them that much more personality by giving them actual lines during the gameplay was mm-hmm. fun, and even during cutscenes, that was like, what, 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 what? It and... it doesn't it doesn't feel like a like a here's here's this Mario strategy game, and oh, we just tacked on some wacky characters at the end. Like they're literally bringing they're they're half the equation this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, every character feels different to play. The fact that you can change about all the time, uh, you don't have to stick with one party, but it, it, it like kind of really encourages to really mix mix things up, and everyone levels at the same time. So that's always a plus. That's always I you know, <laughs> ooh, that's something that's an RPG trope I personally hate is when your other party members don't level up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just again, it's probably the biggest thing about this is it has so much fucking charm. Like you cannot be grumpy or not play this game with a smile on your face as you're going along. And Lord knows we need more of games like that sometimes. It it feels like a game, and, and I'm talking as somebody looking from the outside in. It feels mm-hmm. like a game. You can you can feel the love that the studio has yeah. for it. Yeah, you can. It, the, the team from Ubisoft that got to work on this project, they have a clear love with the Mario franchise. The little Easter eggs, and uh, I, I probably is like to me, this is like a great precursor to. I don't know the Mario movie coming up. I'm more excited for that. That probably got me more excited for the Mario movie because it kind of reinvigorated that love of Mario. Because well, there hasn't been a new mainline Mario game in a while, so yeah. That... Yes, I am looking forward to Mario the movie, the game featuring Chris Pratt. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Ya- Yahoo. I can't. I can't go any further <laughs> off that note. So let's move on to your number four. All right. Uh, so this one, uh, for me, brought a, a a game franchise that I very much have loved as a as a kid, and brought it into a new light, and Ooh. in turn has made me realize that I don't think I can go back to the original anymore. Uh, and that is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, did that did that come that, out? This year? That came. That's. I actually had to look this up to make sure it came out like January twenty eighth of twenty twenty two. Yeah, Holy no, shit. I, bruh, I. <laughs> this was the game where I had a moment of like, wait, what the fuck do you mean this came out this year? That this. Oh came my out god, like, you're right. This came out like early twenty twenty one, right? It's been out for a while. Like Scarlet Violet just came out like this year. Yeah, no, Arceus totally came out like mid twenty twenty one, right? No. No, it did not. <laughs> wow. I am Talk I am about glad... getting buried. Oh my god. In my memory. It is it's it's such a good game though. Like I I when when this game first came out, I didn't pay attention to it. 
because I was like, oh, it's a it's a spinoff, whatever. Like it's not it's not a mainline Pokemon game. So I'm not I'm not usually interested in the spinoffs. I'm not interested in like the Let's Go Pikachu, Brilliant Diamond, whatever. Like like I want I want that big generation. I want that Gen Nine Scarlet Violet coming in. Uh, and then, and then I sat down and was like, you know what? I'll, I'll give this game a try on stream. I'll, I'll give it, it's, it gives me an excuse to try something new. I get to actually like experience what this game is like. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Maybe I'll like enjoy it for a couple episodes and then I'll put it away, but at least I'll have given it a shot. Uh, and then at the end of the first episode, I spent another, like, two hours after stream just chucking balls at Pokemon hidden in the tall grass because it, it was fun. It brought you back to 97, apparently. It... At, at the end of... Because I, I played the entire thing. I Because there's story related to, like, actually mm -hmm. catching every single Pokemon. Which is the other thing. Like, there's so many things I can talk about this game. Like, the fact that there is legitimate story that is behind catching every single Pokemon. And it's not, oh, you have to catch, like, all 900. It's a, it is a limited dex. And I love that it's limited. Um, because it takes a lot of the pressure off. And honestly, getting all the Mons aren't that difficult anyway it's definitely one of the easiest to complete the pokedex in um but just having that the the being able to toss uh balls at the like at pokemon just live before they spot you i didn't think that that part would be such an entertainment value for me and then i realized that you couldn't do that in scarlet and violet and now i haven't yet bought Scarlet and Violet, and I don't know if I'm going to because I really just already want another Legends game. I want that like Monster Hunter kind of feel again. It it just it it's so fun and interactive and like it. it I finally realized it when the, when the when the like the credits of like the general story rolled. Of this is what I've always wanted in a Pokemon game. You know, it 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 felt closer to an anime experience than any other game has ever had in the Pokemon franchise for me. So I am, I am really, really hoping for that they, that they move forward with like more games in this series, specifically, specifically Johto. If we can get like a Pokemon legends, like Johto and we get like the tin tower before it burned down. I'm just oh, saying damn. game freak, please. I need that. Gen two was my favorite fucking gen. Please game Freak. I will shower money. I will shower you with money. Just let this, please don't, don't give up on this franchise. It's too good. Damn man. Like <laughs> I'm still like blown away. The fact that that this came out this year, but I, I honestly see what you came out, like what you're coming from, because a lot of people that um, I've spoken to about this game, like because it's so different from what people are used to it became a, like a the biggest fresh breath of fresh air and i and i really do hope like this becomes like a trend with game freak where they have like the experimental game and your typical pokemon game so let's hope this trend continues absolutely all right so let's move on to our number three game and this one this one I didn't. I actually, when I was thinking about it, I I was trying to when I was trying to rank these things. Like this one came difficult for me, but the more I thought about this game and how 
from this new studio. This is probably going to hint it out really well. Um, they gave me something that was so engaging, the world that was so fascinating that you want to know more about it. At the same time, it was a very simple game, and that is Stray. Yeah. Case in point, uh, that's also my number three. So let's talk about it, shall let's, we? That makes it so goddamn <laughs> easier. Okay. <laughs> this is probably not going to be the last time we, we sync up on this thing. So, <laughs> so yeah, go ahead, Antonio. Go, give us your thoughts on Spray first. I like I like Cat, the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, for, for, for real, though, like... Oh, I have been. Or oh, don't you mean Perreal? <laughs> God, oh my, Anna. I still love it. The the game the game name is Anna Perna Interactive. The game dev name. Oh, it's so good. But no, this is this is a game that I have been like watching like a hawk ever since the PS5 was announced and like the initial trailer of this game or like teaser trailer of this game first came out in like I I forget which E3 it was. Um. But it was that game where everyone's like, you can be a cat in this city full of robots and you can just do cat things. Sold. Fucking, it's such a, it's such a simple premise. But goddamn, it, it hit. No, it, it stayed on everyone's minds for the longest time until it came out. Mm-hmm. And, and just, uh, they, they executed so well. Yeah. Did they capture being a cat in a futuristic world? to a T. Um, okay, I, I'm curious. How long before the Meow trophy popped for you? Like, for me, it was 10 minutes into the game. Uh, I, I think, was spamming that thing. I, I think I ha I think I got it, like, a couple of hours in, like, when I got to the, the main robot city. <laughs> You're telling me you weren't spamming the Meow button for I, as you were walking? I was not. I was busy just running <laughs> around in circles. I was just having fun, like, <laughs> leaping from, like, just... I love the fact that there are so many different things that you can interact and jump with and jump on and, like, just explore. Not because, oh, they'll lead to some secret area, but just because they're there. There are, like, the, the amount of times I've, like, jumped up on something only to realize that it was, like, a dead end. And I didn't feel frustrated. I was like, oh, well, I just, I, I got to explore. Cool. I guess I'll just turn around. Like, it, it still felt, in a way, rewarding because it's like, well, you know, at least I did something and now I get to see the cat do the little jumpy thing. It's so adorable. And let, let's talk about the actual, like, story world. Like, it is, I, I am a sucker for, like, post-apocalyptic things of humans gone, what happens now? And this was a great example of that type of trope. Um... It it leaves you with just enough clues about what happened and what's going on, but never really it never spells it out for you. It lets the player kind of like figure it out for themselves. And I appreciate that in terms of storytelling. And I'm I'm a real big sucker for like robots being human, but then like questioning what it's like. Like, are they real? Like the, the contemplate it's the whole like contemplate our navel sort of thing. Like I I loved it in Near and I love it in Stray. And it's just so fun. As Moth would be proud. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um I and I do love how this game captures so many people's imaginations. Friend of the show, GM Hina, um actually wants to make like a tabletop setting or homebrew based on this world where you play as and, and the players are cats 
Yo, is that going to be like a side, a side little podcast there? Hold on, let's. It's way in pre-production. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. It, it, I'm just saying. <laughs> Will we actually finally have our first actual like network crossover? We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was this, and again, the aesthetic, the world, the look. It was just like a great small experience that. You don't get to see it. it. It's our most unique game we came out this year. And there's reasons why it made so many like end of the year lists and got nominated for game of the year from the game awards because of how unique it is. Yeah. It's, it's a game that doesn't overstay its welcome. It's, I, I would say it's, it's a one playthrough. You, you get through the yep. playthrough, you're done. It's told its story. It doesn't, it doesn't hold itself any more than it needs to, but God damn, the ride is so good. And like there's there's so many things that make you <clears throat> normally when you're playing a game like this is sort of like not like necessarily collect a thon, but like explore a thon sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Normally you're like you're rushing. You're like you you want to get like the X, Y, and Z. You want to get the hundred percent completion. You want to do this and you want to do that. You want to do everything. I found myself almost any chance that I could just like hitting the hitting that like interact button. And realizing that this was just a place where the cat could nap while the camera slowly <laughs> zooms out and like the music starts to swell a bit. So you get more of an ambient feel and it just, you just vibe for a little bit. And it just felt so good to have or having that party. one robot musician display and you just vibe there. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, I think I did that like three or four times already. <laughs> yeah. The, like it is a fantastic story experience that everyone should, if they get a chance, to try this game out. Mm -hmm. Shout out to PS Plus for having it free for PS Plus users. Let's go! <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to our number two because this is where we're probably going to divide again. Mm -hmm. So, this is my number two, and don't even though I haven't finished it yet, I will. I'm comfortable putting it as my two because it's already giving me so many great narrative moments, so many good performances. It's a super goddamn long. And that's God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I knew, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Okay, so it is a fantastic game. Gameplay, stellar, like all the weapons you play, um, the visuals, the, the graphics. It's so goddamn good. It's, it's a fine-ass AAA title. All right, this is a good ass game. Um, Kratos, I I I can't praise the like the 2018 game enough for like its portrayal of like a tired, sad dad Kratos, and then the the like bump that up to the next level where you actually see a lot of development that happens off you know between games. Like Kratos is not afraid to just pat us on the back when he does a good job. He's like. When I moment that happened, I just screamed out character development because holy shit, you'd never it's something you always wanted to see, but you never think it'd be ha happen or it would take another whole another game to do it. And mm -hmm. then there there's moments where like, you know, Atreus is like, Why are you doing this with me? Like you normally wouldn't ever follow like my whims, like and then Mimir, the head, just goes like, Boy, have you ever just considered that your dad just wants to spend time with you? And that, and this lets that moment sink in. The silence after that was just so good. It's so like, oh my god! Like you love to see that development. Like just 
it's so goddamn good. And I'm trying not to go into spoilers because there's some people who probably haven't played it yet, and I'm not fully done on it yet too. But wow, and and probably the only reason why this is number two is because. They made this clear like long ago that it was originally planned to be a new trilogy of games, but they realized it was just too long, so they crammed it into a single game. And it honestly shows. It is a very long game. There's moments where you can, there's like a scene there where you can say, like, oh, this is probably where the end point of the second game and then the start point of the third game is going to happen. And as, and it's all good. Don't get me wrong. It's all engaging. It's all fun. It's just a lot of it. And that's probably my only knock upon it that made it number two. But what I am getting is just emotional narrative brilliance, performance brilliance. Like, there's a reason why Christopher Judge won Performance of the Year on the Game Awards. He earned it. Goddamn, this is a good-ass game. He He absolutely is, like, he, I'm not gonna say like he's the voice of Kratos because the person who voiced Kratos before, you know, in the original games, still did a great mm. job. But when it comes to this, dad, when, when it comes to Dad of War, yes, that's 100% Chris Judge. Mm. Holy shit! Mm. And goddamn, I cannot wait to kind of finish this story because this feels like it's leading to the end, and I'll be happy with. The way it ends, I, I feel. I feel like we're going to be getting a retrospective in 2023. <laughs> okay, so yeah, like, How do you do a reboot? <laughs> How do you go from Edge Lord to Sad Dad? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Antonio, you're number two. All right, so this is this is a game that for me kind of came out of nowhere. And I kind of tried it on a whim on the behest of oh, okay. several different people. And the impact that it has had on me cannot be understated. This is a game that probably single-handedly reignited my love and passion for an entire genre of games that I used to love. And I didn't really pay... I didn't pay a lot of attention to. I just played them because they they were they were there and they fit my aesthetic. But I I gotta say, when it comes to JRPGs, man, Live Alive, game of the fucking year. Oh my god! Like I'm I'm gonna play the uh, asshole internet commenter here. <laughs> Antonio's such a poser. That game came out in '94. Motherfucker, the remake came out <laughs> this fucking year. Play Live Alive, <laughs> god damn it. It's so it's so fucking good though, and it yes. never came out in America. So yeah, it never came out in America. First time, we, first time we get it in freedom language that's not fan translated. <laughs> okay, go go oh on. My, oh my god, though this game is so fucking good. It's essentially the the spiritual predecessor to Chrono Trigger. Um, and if you're mm-hmm. if you're if you're a fan of that if you're a fan of that Chrono Trigger action. Uh, definitely pick up this game if you haven't yet. It's it's obviously it's a, it's a square game, um, and uh, it's it's a standard JRPG with a little bit of a twist. So there's seven chapters that you can play in this game, and they're spread out throughout various time periods. You got you got prehistory, you got Imperial China, you got uh the Twilight of Edo Japan, you got the Wild West, you got present day you got near future and you got distant future and they're all self-packed 
individual stories that can vary in length. Like the present day one was maybe, maybe an hour. The far future one was like two or three. Um, like, and, and the very, it, it varies. And each chapter had, like they all run off of the same grid based kind of tactical battle system, but they're all used in very different ways. For example, the, the present day chapter is, literally a fucking homage to street fighter like just just straight up um near future is a, a big shout out to super sentai uh Each, if you uh the edo japan one is just tengu tenchu it's it, it's literally just tenchu wrath of heaven it's 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 <laughs> yeah it turns a jrpg it turns a sprite based jrpg into a stealth mission which is fucking nutty uh but even more so distant future turns what would be your general JRPG fair into a survival horror. There is no combat in that chapter, pretty much. It is all just character development, story, and tension like crazy. It's probably one of my favorite chapters. And there's 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 a there's a little bit more. There's a bit more. There's this whole like overarching thing that happens, but I don't want to talk too much about it because it's technically spoilers. Uh but mm -hmm. suffice to say I got I got the true ending, the true final ending, and oh, oh my god, the I, I got it. I got it just because I wanted to play as much of the game as possible. Uh, so <laughs> good job, AKL, for just fucking being a completionist for once. Uh, but like mm -hmm. every, it's just so good. It's it's what, just what what was your favorite timeline? Uh, honestly, it's a it's a big toss up. Um, oh wow. So, my favorite timeline I can't talk about because it's spoilers. But oh. out of the out of the seven base ones, I would definitely have to say Far Future for sure. Okay, just you like because... playing as Yay, got it. <laughs> it's it's so good. Like like it's it's a game that you're you're either going to love it. It's my number two. You're either going to love it what it does, or you're not. It's it's gonna be hit or miss. You're it's you're either gonna click with it or you're not. Hopefully you'll have an open mind and you'll be able to click with the systems and everything. It's it's really really fun and the graphics that they did to to remaster everything did great. Oh god, that that two point five HD. That broad that that Octopath Traveler uh, sprite the impact work. it had in terms they, of like remastering sprites. They need honestly, we need more games like that. If 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 that becomes like like one of the new standards of like the old new games, I am absolutely here for it because it they they have not missed yet with that style mm -hmm. all right so um before we move on to our clear you can already predict it now our clear shared number one let's talk about our last honorable mentions um mm -hmm. why don't you go first antonio all right uh so this one uh kind of similar to the number one uh, has reinforced, well, I guess, like, kind of introduced me to a new genre, but not really because it wasn't the first game in this genre that I've played. Uh, but it is a game that I didn't realize that I needed because for me, this was a spiritual successor to another game that a friend of mine recommended that I play a couple years back, and I absolutely fell in love with that game for such a for such a simple SNES game. Uh, Act Razor is such 
uh, an, uh, one of my favorite games on the SNES. Now that I've I totally that forgot I've that the remake came out here, came out this year. Yeah, yeah, we're not talking about the remake. Oh, we're talking about the actual game, and I, and I hate saying this, the actual successor to Act Razor, Cult oh. of the Lamb. Uh, I am actually surprised it didn't, this didn't crack top five. No, I, I I was thinking about it, and there is there is one specific hangup that I I cannot let it go, and that's why it didn't make the top five. But uh, we'll get to that in a bit. But yeah, mm-hmm. if y'all haven't played Cult of the Lamb, uh, it is probably one of the best streaming. Play. What they did in terms mm-hmm. of interactivity and marketing marketing, everything like that, where you, they have a dedicated Twitch integration system where your followers, your, your, your literal Twitch followers can become followers in your cult and you can, you know, yeah, make little stories about them as, as they go about their days and whatever, uh, serving the cult. It's, it's just, it's so fucking genius and they can just, they can contribute in different ways. They can contribute their channel points to, you know, help you build up a meter to spin a wheel to get some bonuses. They can, uh, while you're on a dungeon run, they can help you or hinder you with, you know, they can vote to help or hinder you during your dungeon run to make things more challenging or to help you out if you, if you need some help. It's just, it's so good. And that's, that's just the Twitch integration. Not even, uh, I haven't even actually talked about the fucking game yet. I've realized yep. it's a, uh, it, it's essentially if it, to break it down in its barest bones, think animal crossing meets Hades. And that's pretty much what you get. It's yep. split up into two phases. You have a management phase where, uh, you, you know, you, you manage your cult, you build buildings, you use your resources to keep your followers happy and fed and healthy and alive. And, you know, you, you, you build up SimCity style, essentially your, your cult, because the more followers you have, the more access you have and, and more power that you have in the game. Uh, and then there's the dungeon exploring aspect, which is pretty much your standard roguelike fare of, Random procedurally generated dungeons with random loot and random weapons each run that you can that you can swap around with. Uh, some runs will be easier than others, and some you know maybe really heckin' brutal. But there's all like there's that big like dodge hack and slash gameplay with a big boss at the end that you gotta like get down their patterns and everything right. It's like a big old dance, and it's just it's it's so much fun. Uh, also, all of the characters are like anthropomorphic, so my furry ass is like I'm fucking sold, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, you, you you teased this. Why didn't it crack top five? The bugs. Ah, uh, the <laughs> so as great as Cult of the Lamb is, as wonderful as the gameplay is, as much as I've loved the management and the art style and everything when it launched there were a lot of fucking bugs there were a lot of soft locks there were a lot of crashes there were a lot of issues that just like would pop in and out i remember being soft locked like five or six times in like one of my streams and it was it wasn't even repeatable it was all like separate individual occasions that just happened to happen and I just couldn't progress. And so I had to quit and then restart and I'd lose progress. And it's like, oh, okay. And like, I, it, it's better now. I don't know if it's perfect because I've, I've kind of like 
shelved it for now because I've already beaten it twice on on hard mode. So I'm like, I'm I'm kind of good, but also I I don't want to just give it a pass because it's a little bit better now because I want to base it off of the experience that I had while streaming, and it wasn't it it could have been a lot better if it if the bugs were worked out before launch this would have easily cracked top five this probably would have been like uh, well we're splatoon sorry yeah like, yeah it, honestly i actually think it would have nope. legitimately nope. splatoon 3 might have been an honorable honorable mention if if, if, if the bugs were fixed wow okay well uh my last honorable mention is a game that okay for you all you nitpickers Came out in early access literally last year as of recording this this episode, but it officially came out of early access a lot, like two months ago, and that is my favorite um, slot machine, Vampire Survivors. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, dude, I you literally have, you have a base start... list. Let's go. So, I only just started this game maybe like weeks ago because it just came out on Game Pass and it's only three dollars. I bought it on Steam also, but holy crap, have I sunk so much time on this game? And also now it's on mobile, so this is now my. Fi- used to, I used to play like Wordle all the time to kill time. It's move over Wordle. There's it's fucking now all about vampire sur- survivors because it's such an easy open up, move around, try to you know rogue like, uh, try to get as far as you can and. God damn, it's just so easy to turn your brain off fun. <laughs> move move over X slash six. It's all about hack and slash now. Yeah. No, it, no it's, all, it's all about just, like, just get the damn garlic. <laughs> <laughs> um, It is a just a great... To me, it's, it's like a great, like, palate cleanser game where if you're between, like, games and you just need something just to turn your brain off and just watch the number go up and level go up... That hits that itch really well. I mean, with games with games like Cookie Clicker and stuff, uh, you know, still <laughs> in the public eye, relatively like like I I like to call them like time killer games. Essentially, they are. It is. It is. It, it, it's it's literally. Well, I mean, like a lot of games are time killers, but like there there are some there who like you know it it is a very quick pick up and go, do a thing, <laughs> play it for as long or as little as you want, but whatever. And... I literally played this game like for thirty, like an hour before we started recording, because that's how I was killing time. <laughs> there, you, there you go. I could have been like gathering my thoughts on this whole thing, but no, I was just turning off my brain and playing Vampire Survivor. No man, no man, get that girly. <laughs> right. Um, the only reason why Disney kept off is because, well, it's it's just a very simple game. It's nothing special about it. It's fun. It's like got a lot of great like callbacks, but it's it's, it's just a slot machine. Mm-hmm. All right, so here it is. Our the most prestigious award in gaming, the the save point session number one game of the year. Um, and what what, what do you mean? Why are you why are you calling this the big award? You're saying like as if we have the exact same game for number one. What are the odds of that happening? You know what? Well, let's have what, a look. What are, what are the odds that the both of us will have the same open world mm. from soft game? In our fucking top one. What are, what are the, the goddamn odds? What are the goddamn odds that a game that we literally dedicated two episodes on, one of them being called Possible Game of the Year. <laughs> okay, let's just say the one, two, three. One, two, three. 
Elden Ring. Ring in a shocking yeah. twist nobody saw coming. I mean, honestly, what can we say about this game that we didn't say during like our last episode on it? It's it's just, the fact that it, okay, so the DLC is finally starting to come out, right? We got that like Coliseum thing. I still have I haven't picked it up. Uh, I haven't touched it yet either because I yeah. I'm still waiting for like the more meaty stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for like that story DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, bruh, dude, what's like looking back at this? Looking back at the beginning of the year when this yep. game like first came out, or like right when it was about to come out, and everybody was like chomping at the bit for like, yo, Elden Ring's gonna come out. Oh my god, Elden Ring. Yo, are you ready for Elden Ring, dude? Oh my god, Elden Ring. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck's an Elden Ring? What the mm-hmm. what the fuck is it? What what is this? Why is everybody so fucking excited about this? I don't fucking get it. And then, like, it, like, I didn't do my research, so I was like, I, I don't know what this, like, I don't know what this fucking second coming of Christ game is going to be, but whatever, bro, you do you. And then I realized after it started to come, after it came out and people started, like, talking about it more in depth, I'm like, oh, it's the FromSoft game. This is, this is, this is the Dark Soul. It's Dark Souls. It's dark. That's why I didn't fucking care about it. It's because it's fucking dark souls, and I don't do that shit. I'm I'm ready for like all of the fucking toxic. Get good. You got you you use magic. What a fucking new whatever, man. Fuck fuck the Soulsborne series. I don't need this. I'm gonna go play my Pokemon or whatever. You guys can try hard over here. So I brushed it off, and I was like, whatever. Uh, me, on the other hand, was already excited for the game because I have, do play FromSoft games, so I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you were, you were one of the people that, that were, were talking about like, that were talking about it once you started playing it, and like another friend of mine started really fucking talking. Literally, this man sat me down and wrote... Actually, no, he didn't sit me down. He, he, was, he wrote in our Discord that we're in like a fucking three-page essay about how amazing this game was and how just... How huge it was, how, uh, like, m- just massive and the freedom and the exploration and just... And I'm sitting there looking at this like... This is going to be the game I have to try, huh? I have, like, I have to try, I have to try this. You're, 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 you're talking such a fucking huge game about this. You know what? I'm going to give it a try. You know, fine. I'll, I'll bite the bullet. I'll give it a shot. I know it's going to be really fucking difficult. I'm probably <laughs> going to hate it. Like the first boss, I'm going to probably bash my head against forever and like get past it. And then I'll probably like, put the game down and be done. So I went to like GameStop like a week after that essay came out. And uh, I look. Uh, was this like I, maybe like a week after the game launched, or like I want to. I want to say it was like two weeks after the game launched, or so. Okay. Um, but I remember going into into GameStop and getting Elden Ring, and the guy uh, is ringing me up, and he's like, "So, do you play the? Have you played the Soulsborne series?" And I'm like, uh, "Nah, I've I've just heard a lot about this game, and uh, I, I really want to try it. I want to give it a shot." And he stops, and he looks at me, and he's like, "Are you sure?" You want to play this game, like, it, it, like not to discourage you, but like it is a, uh, you know, it, it is a different style of game. Uh, if you have PS Plus, you know, you can play like Bloodborne for free right now, and you can try it if you want, and then maybe afterwards you can come back and try Elden Ring. 
And I'm just sitting there like, wow, I'm really fucking taking a leap, aren't I? I'm 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 actually gonna fucking do this. So I'm like, nah, it's fine, it's fine. I'll I'll I'm just gonna play it. it it'll be fine. It's it's my money. I I'll do it. Whatever. Uh, so he's like, okay, man. Um, so I get home and like I I I did my first experience on stream. Um. And I started mm-hmm. playing around with it. I might took me like an hour or so to make my character, as usual. Um, I went with the the mage class, the uh, ast- astrologer, I guess. I think is what it is, astrologian, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll do this guy. I, I like magic. I don't care if it's an easy mode. I just want to experience the Soulsborn game. And I start. I, I remember in this in that span of like the four to five hour stream. I remember being extraordinarily nervous because I was so convinced that there were going to be people like, "Oh man, you need to dodge that enemy. You need to you need to get good, dude. Just just Taxi dodge, gaming. bro." Yep. Like like that. I was expecting that. I got none of that at all. Like people were just like, "Oh, what's that over there? You like, oh, that looks pretty neat. Oh, like, oh, yo, nice dodge. Yo, nice job taking that guy out." Or like, you know, when whenever I die, like, oh, you know, it's it's fine. Um uh, and they were actually really encouraging. And I I actually ended up trying my hand at uh going to Morgot like almost immediately. I like I remember I remember two things. I remember one, uh exiting the tomb and going straight for the tree set. Actually, no, it's a lie. I went I, I I went out of the tomb and I immediately took a left and jumped off the cliff because I was like, if we're going to die, I'm going to start dying on my own terms. All right. We're going to get that out of the way real quick. And then I I went and I faced the tree said no. And I think I got him down to like half health or something before he got me. And like that was that was the beginning where I realized, wait a minute, this is kind of like Monster Hunter a little bit. It's just, it's just just attack patterns and countering. Oh, fuck. I might actually get it. I might like this game. And like very slowly over that stream, like it, uh, we started like learning different things. I started realizing just how open and also how huge the map was. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, this is like, this is going to be a fucking quest, isn't it? Like, like. This isn't just your standard like RPG go forth and do whatever. It it literally just plopped you into this world and said go, go play, mm-hmm. go have mm-hmm. go. Just do it. Mm-hmm. No no hand holding, no no like guidance radar, no HUD telling you you this is your next objective. They, they oh, and there was no, there was no Ubisoft HUD, yeah. Yeah, no, no Ubisoft HUD. No, like you need to be this level in order to talk to, in order to go to this area. If you wanted to go to the end game, like the near end game, Kalid area, and get your oh. shit wrecked, nobody was gonna stop you. There was no little pop up warning of like these guys are gonna be higher than your level. You'll, you'll learn. You'll le- <laughs> you'll learn real fast. <laughs> um. Okay, so and let me let me talk about my like experience like starting off with it. So I, I came off as a from somewhere from soft familiar. I like I, I, I beat Bloodborne, I played all three Dark Souls games, I spent a little bit of time on Demon Souls, the original back when it, you know, when I first got on PS3, and I knew what was I expecting. 
what I didn't expect was a game that took everything I learned and not not only did it also like give me all everything it prepared me for what it is, but it also kind of threw out everything I knew about a FromSoft game in terms of like direction, in terms of like the openness of the build. Like you can almost any build is viable. There is no real bad builds because you'll find a strategy that works with any build. That's fantastic game direction and fantastic game design. Um like the the difficulty is there. Don't get don't get me wrong. The difficulty is there. Um but you can actually feel yourself learning. You can feel yourself getting better, learning the patterns and that feeling of just like being able to conquer like that one boss that's been kicking your ass for days and finally getting the you know enemy slain. There's no greater feeling and this is what's what's amazing for me with um, Elden Ring. It brought from soft style games to the normie view. Like I got people who normally never play games like this, who never touch a FromSoft game, uh, who may typically play like the, your your NBA 2Ks or your Maddens. They try it out because of the hype and the people talking about it, and they found themselves loving it. I, there's people here who I never would have expected to actually play this game saying like oh yeah no i'm at like a level uh i'm talking like maybe a thousand like thousand levels into this um i just beat melania thank god and but and that's amazing for a game like this to reach the normie viewpoint because and i say this with all due respect would you would you want to know like how the gaming trends are you look at a normie perspective you do because obviously, me and Antonio, we are deep in there. We see, we look at the tiny details. If you want to look at how gaming is on a bigger scale, see what other people, the regular people, are talking about. Yeah, it's 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 weird to think that, like, because I I I definitely feel like you are more of a hardcore gamer than I am. I'm definitely just like a at this point, I'm a I'm like casual a more, gamer. Yeah, more, casual. Yes, <laughs> I'm I'm a more casual gamer because like I just I just pick a couple of games and I just I just let them go. Or like whereas like you get into like the thick of it, but even so, like a perspective like mine is still a gamer perspective. Yeah, and the fact that this game reached people who prop like who it's it's weird saying this because I, I don't I don't understand it of like people who barely play video games. To get them to try this game, this game, a FromSoft game of all games, to get them to to pick up their controllers for that style of gameplay and for them to enjoy it, is nothing short of crazy. And like there were I, WWE wrestlers talking about this game. Yeah, like it's 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 nutty to think that Elden Ring hit that mainstream, mainstream. media mimetic of just you know everybody's talking about Melania. everybody's talking about you know morgat uh you know put the put the ambition to rest radon you know uh ronnie every, everyone's sipping for ronnie that's <laughs> i mean i am i'll admit it <laughs> <laughs> but like it's to to, to have <laughs> that no no other FromSoft game could have had that kind of impact before. Nope. You didn't see people talking about it that way with Demon Souls. You didn't see that with Dark Souls. You didn't see any of that with Bloodborne. Like those stayed within those particular, like the the tight from soft circle. Mm-hmm. That that was a very passionate fan base. The, and and honestly, like not just the DLC, but I'm hoping there's like an Elden Ring 2 or something. I'm hoping that there's more 
of this huge map, open exploration, go as you feel, do what you want, no limits, you know, no holds barred, go at your own pace <laughs> kind of gameplay. Because if that's what we're going to get with Elden Ring 2, that is a day fucking one purchase for me now. Yep. Like, I, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm into the Souls games now. <laughs> Good. Uh, some quick stats for me because I just used my uh, PS year 2022 thing. Elden Ring was my most top game of 2022, and I spent 124 hours on that game. And I'm going to give some estimates here. About 248 of those hours were on Melania. Yeah. Wow. Um, you are you are more determined than I was. I think I I think I like called for help at like hour five, and I'm like, I just want to beat the game. That was with help. Bruh. <laughs> okay. And maybe sounds 20 like hours of that like was... Uh, sounds like your help needs to get good. And 20 hours of that was me spent, uh, farming this... Farming the... Um, the bird? Uh, the rune. Farming the bird, yes. Yeah! <laughs> ah, let's I'm, go! Hey, look. If it's there, I'm going to fucking use it, guys. There's no shame in that's, exploit in using the exploits. That's that's what I did with the... Uh, I, I didn't do too much, like, of the bird farming. I think I did, like, very little of it, actually. I did a lot of it. <laughs> I, I did very little of it during my first <laughs> gameplay playthrough. As soon as I beat... Uh, the game though, I I went hard in that. I think I'm like level like 250 something now. I, yep. I'm definitely overkill on my first new game plus, but God, yep. it feels great to just thwack things with swords. To Man, death. it felt great to just destroy Morgon two hits. <laughs> like <laughs> the catharsis on that one alone was worth it. Two slashes, Morgoth, put these foolish ambitions to rest. <laughs> Um, but and again, not to to my own horn, but planned a bit. <laughs> nice. I yep. still, I am still ways away on that. I don't know if I'm going to, but I could see myself trying for it. But goddamn, this was such a good ass game, and I cannot wait to see what From Software does. I know they're doing Armored Core Six, and I know they're working on Elden Ring uh, DLC, but like their next. Souls-like game is gonna be so fucking anticipated, and I think I and I I have faith they're gonna build upon what made Elden Ring so good and take it to the next level. I thought you were a strength build, not faith. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Took me a while. F fuck you. <laughs> oh man, to again though, like just one last little thing to just again shower a little bit of extra praise on Elden Ring. It really, really goes to show just how strong Elden Ring has stayed in our minds for it to still be number one like when it released quarter one of this year. It did. Look. And we, even back then, when our first when our earlier episodes, we, we admitted like this is probably gonna be a tough game to knock off number one and yeah. <laughs> nothing was able to knock it off. And you know what? That's fine. <laughs> it's got it's got that poise. They got that dog in them. <laughs> Elden Ring is that game. Game of the year 2022, both because both in the VGAs and also in the SPS. That's why it's the GOAT! The GOAT! <laughs> Alright, well, that is our top five games of the year. Do you agree with our list? Do you hate our list? Are you gonna be the one? Are you gonna be that guy and say Elden Ring overrated? Because we will ignore you. 
Look, stipples that. <laughs> all right. As long as we can agree that Ronnie's the best Elden Ring waifu, you can hate all you want. Sure. Um, hit us up, let us know on the official network socials at NGP Productions on just about everywhere. That reminds me to make a hive account for for the for the network just in case. Yeah. But uh, where can people find us individually, Antonio? You can find me streaming at twitch.tv slash AKL Trifecta. You can also find me on uh, you know on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and all that, also AKL Trifecta. And you can find myself on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, three three major T's at Danian Senpai. Um, and you can also find me on Hive should Twitter implode in the near future as of recording. Um, but Again, thank you guys so much for another year of Save Point Sessions. It's been a great year. Next year, I kind, I really want to get back to what made this, like, you know, one of our earlier things that made it so fun is I want to get back to getting more guests on the show. I want to get back to more interviews. I'm going to make a concerted effort at that one, but this year was, like, full of so many changes that um, things had to take a, a back burner. But I really want us to go back to getting awesome guests for you guys to enjoy and exploring gaming from more than just our perspective and i promise that i'm gonna make that happen for 2023 heck yeah like it's crazy that we've been doing this for so long but also just how much more we can go you know yep. it's it's mm-hmm. so good and then mm-hmm. bless us for for I, in a way i'm actually kind of glad that we we don't completely hold ourselves to a weekly schedule anymore we mm-hmm. it, it's normally a Okay, when is there big news? When can we talk about it? And mm-hmm. and let's just go because it, it like mm-hmm. every single time I've just been like, oh yeah, there's so there's stuff we can talk about now, uh, whether it's whether it's something as like this that requires some planning or stuff where it's like literally, hey, this shit just happened. Uh, we need to talk about this like now. Hey, Staya finally died. Let's talk about it. Like I mean, case in point, the 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 Bridget episode when she was when she was confirmed, like we yep. literally Evo finished and we both rushed up to our booths, like we need to fucking talk about this. You don't understand? Yeah, and that's probably how it's going to be going forward. Um, will we have like more evergreen topics? Yeah, if the topic is really good, of course we can talk about it. But we are going to give ourselves a bit more leeway, and like if we miss a week, we miss a week, but. I think with that trade-off, it gives us an opportunity to get more guests on the show or have more fun ideas. Yeah, and, I, I, I and, like that trade-off where it doesn't feel like we might potentially phone it in where every episode, mm-hmm. like, we're we're there for a reason and we're, mm-hmm. we're ready to just go. Mm-hmm. And I hope you guys continue to support us and listen to the show once as we go forward and thank you guys so much for for the ones that do and if it's your first time hearing if it's your first time hearing this podcast and this is going to be your first impression i hope we made a good one that's all yeah. I'm say. Uh, play 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 live alive please please that, 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 that that's all that's all you need to take from this just play live alive it's such a, a good game yes <laughs> don't be a fake fan find a fan translation and play that rom <laughs> jesus <laughs> Fuck this, I'm just gonna go play- I'm gonna go beat the <laughs> final boss of Octopath now, again, for a second time. Alright, well, that's another save point session, guys. We'll see you guys after a holiday break. And, as always, uh, I, I can't come up with a new, like, ending line, but thank you guys see so much See you for next year! Oh, yeah, see you next year. Yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs>